The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. I am joined by my co-host, Dave. How's it going, Dave? Going good, buddy. Uh, this is probably the fastest we ever just launched into a show in terms of just like, we're not even going to think about it. We're going to do it. Let's go. What do you mean? Like, was my intro kind of speeding into things too fast? Oh, no, or? your intro is the same exact one you've used 63 times so before. So why was this faster? No, I'm just saying like all like the lead up and everything and what we did, our show prep also just, this just felt like, okay, we're going. Oh, that's true. We usually do do more show prep. This time it was like, sit down, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably going to affect the work product slightly. Apologies in advance if this episode's just a dumpster fire, listeners. I, you and I have already kind of agreed this will probably not be one of the best ones. Yeah, way to sell them on it. What, what, is your philosophy just they've downloaded already, so we don't really care if they switch off at this point? I mean, kind of, but, but you know what? I'm sure who will, who will tell me I'm wrong about that is our guest today. Yeah? Yeah, Laura Allen. Laura Allen. I'm the excited. Pitch, the pitch girl. She's gonna, She helps people with pitches. Yes, she uh, helps you create a 15-second pitch. I brought her in as a guest because I figured indie musicians, entrepreneurs, they're business people at heart. You know, they're like any other kind of business person and any business person needs to master the elevator pitch, the 15 second pitch, whether it's with a potential venue to book that person or some business partner to help you, you know, to you know do some kind of venture with you. Yeah. Artists need to master the art of a pitch. I mean, the elevator pitch, bro. Why do you think Sandy Koufax was so success- successful? Is this soundboard ready? Thank I was you. thinking, I was thinking. You were thinking, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to get that joke because I Sandy Koufax yeah. elevator pitch. Well, right, but you're assuming that our listener base knows who Sandy Koufax is. <laughs> okay, I mean Sandy Koufax is too old of a I mean, major league baseball pitcher, but I mean I should have he, said Oral too... Hirschheiser. <laughs> all right, but Christy Mathewson wasn't at your in the top of your head. I <laughs> Don't know like, that one. Can you name any pitchers like that are actually pitching today? Uh, I guess uh, Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, like you could have gone with Clayton Kershaw and your elevator pitch joke would have made more sense. Okay, I went to Andy Koufax. What do you want from me? He's better than Kershaw. Email us, breakthebusiness at gmail.com a... oh. if you know who Sandy Koufax is. Oh, okay. Is. Are we doing a Koufax or Kershaw show? <laughs> Montana Marino? Marino Montana. <laughs> Should steroid users be allowed in the Hall of Fame? Sports radio, baby. <laughs> no, we're a music business show, believe it or not. And you can reach out to us uh, by following me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. Follow Dave on Twitter at MetalDave85. Oh, usually you let me say that. You're right. I'm, I'm all screwed up today. Because you got me thinking about Sandy Koufax now. And I'm like, where did that come from? Uh, where can they find people on Facebook, Dave? There you go. Where could they find people on Facebook? That's what you just said. Wow. Where well, can they Facebook. find... Where can they find... <laughs> where can they find our podcast on Facebook, Dave? I'm assuming Break the Business, unless something's changed. I don't know. Facebook.com slash Break the Business. Yes, Does anyone do it to fa- go to Facebook.com slash anymore? Well, that's how you can find us without having to go into the search toolbar. I mean, you might as well put in the Facebook.com. God, don't you remember when it was the Facebook? Yeah. That was weird. And remember also we were kind of complaining, like, why they dropped the the? And then we learned Justin Timberlake said so. That's true. Yeah. And because you know what's cooler than a million dollars? 
uh, a million dollars and five cents. Yes, that was the line from the movie. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, well, was it a billion? Yes. It was a billion. Okay. Yes. Um, what's funny about Facebook is that how many times have we, because we were like, we're the early adopters of Facebook. It came out in 2004, right in our, what, freshman, our year freshman year of college. Freshman year college, yeah. And, and University of Miami, where we went to school, is one of the first colleges to get Facebook. And well, because it's the Harvard of the South, as we've been told. Yes, of course. And obviously started in Harvard, so might as well go next to the Harvard That's of the right. South. You know, natural jump from Harvard to U Miami. Yeah. And every time Facebook made a big change, like you always had our, our original early adopter group being like, well, that's it for Facebook. Like, oh, Facebook's going to start going away from colleges now and uh, allow anybody to join. Okay. Yep. That's it. It's yeah. MySpace now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I, the end of Facebook. You know, just the funny thing when I actually, when I stopped to think about it, I honestly don't know what we were doing that first year on Facebook. Because remember, everyone was like, was like wasting hours of the day, not studying, not doing anything, but being on Facebook because it was a brand new thing. You know, just looking people up and poking them. But I honestly don't know why. Like, what you, were we doing? You know what we were doing. Okay, kind of. But I mean, we were, we were, I mean, I don't know what you were doing, but I because was, maybe because maybe you were better than the rest of us, but the rest of us were stalking women. Yeah, I was just, no, I was going to say, I was fresh out of a four year old boys' school. What do you think I was doing? That's what I was, like, it's, because back then, Facebook, yeah, there was no um, timeline, so people weren't like posting their thoughts like Twitter. All it was was just a page where you could know where the girl you were crushing on was going to class because they would put their class schedule up there. It listed whether they were single or in a relationship. Or it's complicated. Or it's complicated. Yeah. Um, it would list who their favorite bands are, and so you'd send a message being like, oh, you like Nora Jones. I'm also into Nora Jones, and that was kind of your way in. And that's all Facebook was. It was, you know, 21st century stalking. Basically. And now it has evolved into something, you know, far more uh, world uniting. Um, yeah. So uh, insidious. Yes. <laughs> Laura Allen yeah. coming in uh, in the next segment. Uh, before that, some quick housekeeping notes. Then we'll talk about some music business stuff. Then we'll talk about Laura Allen. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, so cool announcement from the uh break the business front. Okay. I'm excited for this. I've actually known this for a few weeks, but I wanted to wait until it was up on their website before I announced it. I am going to be speaking at the NAM conference in January. Nice. The uh, National Association of Music Merchandisers, Manufacturers, something like that. I yes. Sh- I should probably know that seeing as I'm speaking at their conference, but uh, I'm going to be giving a seminar, not a master class. <laughs> Ah. I'm not letting him use that term. A, a seminar, we'll Negotiating see. a Recording Contract in 2017. Uh, that's going to be at Sunday, January 22nd, 3 to 4 p.m. If you're in the Anaheim area, if you're in the music merchandising world. If you're in the Southern California area or just hop a flight. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you have to be able to get into the conference, too. But if you're already going to that conference oh. um, or you're thinking about going to that conference, do it because I want to stop by and meet you. And I know a lot of artists also do um what do they call those things showcases at nam uh-huh. and so if you're an artist and you're doing a showcase at nam stop by my seminar on sunday i'd love to talk to you hang out and you can find out how to negotiate a recording contract in 2017 are you planning on selling any copies of your book there i don't think you're allowed to okay but th- that's good all right so I was, the next thing i was going to say is if you have 20 dollars in your wallet don't try to haggle you down to 10 dollars. yes don't do what that, that that kid did to me last yeah. week at the book fair um, well, here's the thing about this NAM thing. Oh, I should mention one more thing. Before my seminar comes on, I'm actually excited for this. Uh, Aaron Jacobson, the entertainment lawyer who we've mm-hmm. had on the guest, uh, had as a guest on the show a few times, mm-hmm. is going to be uh, doing profiting and protecting your original music. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the publishing field, you're a songwriter, 
and you know she's extraordinary. She's a fantastic lawyer. We've had her on the show before, and so the fact that we're going back to back at Nam is going to be. I'm pretty excited nice. for that because I'll get to say hi to her. Yeah, and I'm thinking uh, maybe uh, I can maybe tag along too, make this a whole show thing. We we record a show from there. I would love that very much. Yes. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, you. I'm sure the show tab will pick up the hotel and the accommodations and uh, the badge and uh, airfare and uh, probably a per diem for meals. Um, you know, this is a business trip, Ryan. Well, you you want to be a legitimate business. Uh, I can. We, the, the the podcast can definitely cover your lodging. By lodging, I mean you can sleep in the bathtub of the hotel room. I'll probably have. I, you know, I need to do. I need to work on a 15 second pitch for you to. to there you go. That. So yeah, Laura Allen will help you out in the next segment with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the thing about this Nam thing, and I probably shouldn't admit this, and I'm, and I hope that Nam, anyone from Nam, isn't listening to this. You're a Ho Chi Minh sympathizer. That's right. Uh. No, um, I'm supposed. To, so the, the seminar I'm supposed to be doing is negotiating a recording contract. Oh, that's in right. We, we talked about this. Yeah. And if you've listened to this podcast, if you've read the Break the Business book, you know my position on negotiating yeah. a record contract in 2017 is to not sign one or to, negotiate one. Yeah. The negotiation is all right. My counteroffer. I don't want to sign this contract. Yeah. So I'm going to need to, I haven't, obviously haven't written my seminar yet, but uh-huh. I have to find a way to pivot to, yeah, to, to kind of fit within this topic, but not actually tell people how to negotiate record contracts because record contracts are bad. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. Cause I feel like if my, if my, uh, if my seminar is just, you know, 45 minutes of don't do it, they're not going to invite me back in subsequent years. So, you know, I think we can find a way. You and I will brainstorm because I feel like at your Books and Books event in the summertime this year, mm-hmm. you had some pretty interesting ways of giving advice around that. So I think, you know, we're, we're going to be able to do this. We're going to do it. That way, that way you also keep getting asked back and I could get to go walk the floor, the vendors. I'm thinking I'm not going to be interested in any of the seminar stuff. I'll just be going like to the ESP guitar booth. Even you're going to skip mine too? Maybe. I mean, go to the Dean guitar booth, <laughs> go to the Jackson, just, just see what, every, what people got going on. I love it. Yeah, maybe go to Disneyland. So you had something in f- about Facebook that you wanted. Oh, to that's talk right. To we me mentioned about. Facebook. So, so, so this morning, I was actually down in Wynwood uh, for uh, one of the Art Basel events um, at uh, hosted by uh, Miami Supercar Rooms. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, it's Auto Promenade, and they had a whole a whole bunch of cars. I, I posted a whole bunch of pictures on Twitter. I saw those. They're really cool. At Metal Dave eighty five, and. Um, I mean, oh, like cars that were artwork, like they had some, like you know, people uh, painted uses the cars as a canvas. So there were some uh, interesting Ferraris with some artwork, some Beetles and everything. Also, some um, like really awesome hot rods and everything. Just a whole line of cars sh- shut down three blocks worth. That's probably worth knowing that. Yeah, Art Basel's in Miami right now, and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. big, big stuff. Kind of fun place to be. Yeah, this was uh, the best event for my opinion because I love cars. So yeah, I then shot a video with some of these hot rods and. Uh, Completely apropos, the most appropriate song ever in the world that a DJ was playing on the street was uh, Don't Ya by the Pussycat Dolls. You know, Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me, as I'm recording all these hot rods. It just made perfect sense. Yes. I'm like, ha-ha. I try to post on Facebook. Facebook says, ha-ha, not so fast there, buddy. It seems like your uh, video has some copyrighted materials. Can't post it. Sorry. Oh. Unless you have the rights for it. Let us know. Facebook hits you with a content ID. Which is complete baloney because I I've seen people post live fiddy, vi, uh, live feeds and videos from concerts. Well, so there's two things in that regard. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so it sounds like you got nailed with uh, Facebook's content ID system, and uh, 
I, I wish you were being literal there when you were saying that when you get hit with a content ID warning, Facebook actually goes, whoa, easy there, buddy. But I'm guessing it's not nearly that casual. No, no, no. It was just, well, I mean, I didn't try to click yes. So you're like, oh, if I have permission, like, well, what happens? Do I have to provide something, documentation? If I say yes and I don't, they're going to come after me? That's right. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure if they say yes, they're just going to be like, no, you don't. And then that's the end of that. But so, right. So uh, many third-party hosting sites, like sites that will let you post stuff like Facebook or mm -hmm. YouTube, have a content ID filter, which can prevent certain copyrighted material from being posted on their site. Uh, they do this because even though the Digital Millennium Copyright Act does give them some immunity from liability when a third party yeah, rap scallion like you yeah. post something. Well, we, we've had kind of had some discussions around these sort of topics before yeah. in the past. Yeah. So, but even then, some some companies like YouTube and now Facebook like to be more proactive and just try to keep that stuff from getting on their page in the first place. Now, the reason why a concert, for example, might not end up on you know caught by the content ID system is twofold. One. Who, whoever's music that is, they might not be with the content ID service and might not say to Facebook, hey, if, this, if our song gets up there, take it down. Mm -hmm. They might even have a special deal with Facebook where they say, hey, if, if, some, if our music gets posted on your site, we're going to set up some kind of monetization deal where we get paid a little bit for right. that. Um, but the other thing that might happen is uh, content ID is not, it's not going to hear every song. It's only you know, programmed to hear sound recordings. Right. So a live performance of the song might not get picked up by the content ID system. Ah, but if someone is playing the album, album version yes. sort of out loud, it'll still be clear enough where it can pull it. Bingo. Ah, okay. So there you go. Um, yeah, content ID. Um, it's, it's actually kind of cool. If, uh, if you are an artist and you find that a lot of people are uploading your music to YouTube, you know, your own, your, your sound recordings, your tracks without your permission... You know, talk to those platforms and you might be able to get that stuff monetized to be an extra revenue stream for you rather than, you know, become this litigious person that fights every instance of IP theft that mm -hmm. goes on in your life. Try to make a buck off it. Hmm. You know, says me. All right. So uh, a couple pieces of uh, cool indie music news that I uh, have been found in my scouring of the Internet. Uh, first of all, from uh, Chris Robley at CD Baby's DIY Musician blog. I love uh, this guy. He had a great article last week about uh, finding holiday songs in the public domain. He, mm -hmm. he, he had a PDF out there where you can find certain, uh, find the holiday songs in the public domain that, so that you can cover them easily. Oh, without... that's right. All the uh, 1870s English Christian songs. That's right. Yeah. So if you want, if you want to rock out to get Good King Winsolus, you're all set. Yeah. Um, so he did sort of a continuation on this th this week, which I thought was cool. Uh, the article was entitled 12 ways to make the most money from your music this holiday season. Uh, this shouldn't come as a shock to you, Dave, that December is by far the most profitable month for music sales. Interesting. As it is for pretty much you know every, every kind of sales. Yeah, it's yeah. the holiday season. People are buying stuff. And usually the music industry runs at a loss all year mm -hmm. and then makes it all up at Christmas time. Christmas and Valentine's Day, the two biggest music days of the year. And so as an indie artist, it is incumbent upon you to try to make as much coin as you can during this time of year. And um, so Chris Robley had some tips that you can use. Uh, one of the things he talked about was creating a holiday newsletter. So send out a holiday letter to all your fans. Hopefully you have a good email list out there. That's going to suggest gift ideas for them, such as your merchandise. Mm -hmm. If you have holiday music, ask them to add that music to your seasonal, to your own seasonal playlist on Spotify to get you some extra download or get you some extra streams there. Um, share a Christmas video, maybe do like a year in review for your music. Just a good way to get more engaged with your fans, 
make some extra money. Um, another thing you talked about was looking for places to gig during the holidays. It's vacation season. People are out and about. They're doing stuff. They're, right. You know, you got college kids visiting home. You know, everybody's out doing something. And when people are out doing stuff, why not give them musical accompaniment while they're doing it? Um, Robley says uh, that it's important to look into non-traditional places to gig during this time of year. Everybody's going to want to play bars and stuff like that. But in the Christmas time, when people are all walking around, the whole city is a potential place to gig. So talk to malls. Shopping centers, community events, office parties. Subway stations. Yeah, actually, busking for sure. Um, churches, uh, holiday New Year's parties, city squares, tree lighting ceremonies. There's all kinds of stuff coming on, going on where people are out there, and you might be able to find a gig. And you, this is a, a situation where you can actually be sort of assertive, because there might be some office parties or tree lighting ceremonies where whoever's running it didn't even think of having a musical band there. And you come to them, maybe use a 15-second pitch like mm -hmm. Laura Allen's going to teach you in the next segment. You might be able to find a nice holiday gig for yourself. Oh, yeah, probably, I mean, White House tree lighting. That's I mean, right. Yeah, I go don't right think, to the top. Yeah, you know, yeah, might as well. Just start up there. You, what are they going to do? What's the worst they can say? No. Well, actually, the worst they can do is probably a hell of a lot more of the Secret Service and the FBI. <laughs> that's right. It's like, come on, Barack. It's not like you're running for re-election here. Like, if I suck, it's not going to hurt you that much. Yeah, bad. this is not going to matter in a few months anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or in a year, you can actually wait till Trump gets into office, and he'll probably let you perform, because apparently he's having all trying kinds of trouble finding an artist to play at Ryan, his inauguration. Ryan, we're not going to be here next year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You, we, we know that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, another thing that Robley brings up is running a limited-time holiday sale to boost your merchandising numbers. So if you have merch on Bandcamp or Amazon or something like that, knock your prices down, see if you can get a nice uh, holiday sales yeah. boost. Use promo code BELLS16. Like Jingle Bells, bells. yeah, got 2016. it. Twenty sixteen, yeah, it's a freebie right there. There you go. <laughs> Use it for all uh, merchandise in the Break the Business store. There is it one. I know we really should get that set up. Um, and speaking of merchandise, uh, Hugh McIntyre from the Sonic Bids blog had a, a cool article this week about eight cheap merchandising ideas uh, to bring fans to your table. So many artists, when it, when it comes to merchandise, Dave, they do the standards, right? T-shirt, CDs, and nothing. And so McIntyre says a good way to kind of bring people to your table is to kind of expand your merchandise horizons a bit. But that can be tricky because you don't want to fill it with a bunch of high overhead items, you know, stuff that's going to be really expensive to, for you to buy per unit and then you'll never move them. And so what McIntyre advises is to lean more towards things like download cards, you know, little cards that have your code on them uh, where you can download music. Mm-hmm. Um, websites, uh, like, uh, websites like bands on a budget, for example, can make these for you for 20 cents a card, uh, pins with your band logo, stickers with your band logo, uh, silicon bracelets like those live strong ones, but you know, obviously less scandal ridden, um, less cheaty. Yes. You can get those at mycustombandmerch.com for about a quarter of bracelet if you buy in bulk. So little kind of things like that, you know, quick items that don't have high overhead, but can help you expand your merchandising offerings. All right, Laura Allen coming up next on the Break the Business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. Shameless plug time, my new book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry is now available in paperback and an ebook. The book talks about how you can be your own boss in your music career and take control of your content creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising. Get your copy on Amazon by searching Break the Business. It's a nice read for musicians and the people who love them. That's Break the Business, declaring your independence and achieving true success in the music industry. Thanks very much for your support. 
Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast. She is an advertising and marketing expert who has been featured in Adweek, The Financial Times, ABC News, and The Wall Street Journal, popularly known as The Pitch Girl. Her platform, 15-secondpitch.com, is dedicated to helping people create effective pitches. You can find out more about her work by visiting thepitchgirl.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Laura Allen is on the Break the Business Podcast. Laura, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Oh, we're both excited to have you here. Yeah. You are a marketing expert, and you're going to talk to us today about pitching effectively, which I think is a great skill for all indie artists to learn to help them move their careers forward. But before we get into any of that, I have to ask. Yeah, we have a very pressing yes, question. Uh, this is more important. Uh, this, you know, we, we have to get this out of the way. We read on your website that you once sent a three-foot-tall steel pyramid to Star Wars director George Lucas and the result of which uh, <laughs> yielded $60 million for your client. That demands a backstory. What happened? Well, um, interesting that you bring that up. Uh, people do ask me about that all the time. And I was working at an ad agency, and you can, you can kind of think of Mad Men. That's the type of ad agency it felt like. It felt kind of old school. But the client got the opportunity to pitch to get the licensing rights to do branded uh, backpacks, shoes, raincoats, different things with Star Wars characters on them. So we, as the ad agency, we had to come up with a pitch to compete with anybody else who would want to have licensing rights for Star Wars Episode One, So this is a long time ago. Mm. And we came up with the idea of creating this three-foot-tall steel pyramid, and it had a little R2-D2 recorder in it. So you opened up one of the sides of the pyramid, and there was a little R2 unit, and there were no instructions. You just, you, you had to look at it and say, okay. So the pitch was on the recorded audio cassette of you know, why we should get the licensing rights to create all this really cool Star Wars stuff. And uh, it worked. They thought it was a really creative pitch. They liked the pyramid. The company was called Pyramid. Oh. Uh, so that's why we all created right, So now there's more sets. Yeah. I was trying to think back to a Star Wars episode. Where did they have a pyramid? Was there, <laughs> was there one on Tatooine? Or... Not, not that I'm aware of, yeah. but Dave, Dave might know more than me on that yeah. one. I just I just find it interesting. That's a brave company because normally if you think business in pyramid, there's another word <laughs> ah, that follows yeah. pyramid. Yes. So yes. yeah, that's like <laughs> I, I'd almost like I, I kind of hope. Uh, hopefully they're still in business. Wish them well, <laughs> but or maybe they've changed their name, <laughs> refiled their corporate papers. It's actually called Ponzi now. Oh, good Ponzi. Yeah, they changed yeah. it. Uh, Something good. a little less it uh, controversial. It was yeah. shorter. <laughs> yeah, it um, was founded in the month of May by a guy named Doff. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay, there you go. Continue with the questions. <laughs> so, uh, Laura, to get, to get us started off, uh, what is pitching and why is it important? Oh, I think pitching is important for anyone who wants to achieve any goal. So for indie artists, uh, the number one question most of them get is, what does your music sound like? Uh, what do you guys sound like? Who do you sound like? And I've also found that's the number one question that musicians hate to answer because they'll, they'll often say, we don't sound like anyone else. We're totally unique. We're we different, different, man. We're totally different. Yeah. And you play the music and you say, no, it sounds like Pearl Jam, <laughs> which is okay. That's, that's great. Uh, but just 
that's the pitch you should never use as an artist because it's not effective and it doesn't tell anyone anything. Um, if you do really sound like no one else ever, then that gives you another challenge, which is that it's hard to market you. Mm. So if you're going to hire a PR person or if you're going to do your own PR, how are you going to get booked with that pitch? How's the venue going to hire you or your band with that pitch? They, how are they going to market it? Oh, yeah, it's interesting. It almost sounds like you're you're telling them you need to do more work now because I'm an undefinable thing. Yeah, please like right. have at it. Right. And everyone I've ever met with that pitch, uh, well, I don't know how they're doing now because I haven't heard from them again. So <laughs> I, I don't think it's working. <laughs> yeah. Um, so your platform is called 15secondpitch.com, which is a 15-secondpitch.com. Uh, why only 15 seconds? Uh, is that enough time to sort of communicate the story? Yeah, it it is. And when I started the business in 2002, Everyone said, well, 15 seconds, no one can do anything in 15 seconds. That's not possible. It's the two-minute elevator pitch. And now people say, well, 15 seconds, that's kind of long. You oh. know, that's a long time. So you need to be able to grab someone's attention and get your point across in that very short amount of time because everybody's busy, everybody's distracted. Um, if you can't get your point across, you've lost them for good. Yeah, by that 16th second, they're right back in their phone again. Well, I'll just say, you know, in this post-Vine world where people actually did consume things six seconds at a time, yeah. it actually does make sense. Because think about it, like, wow, two minutes does sound like an eternity. It <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah, it's really been a change in culture. Like, I found myself the other day watching a YouTube video that was genuinely entertaining. I was really enjoying it. But just the fact that it got more than 90 seconds, I was like, I don't really care about this anymore. I was like, what happened to me? We have been brainwashed, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Like, you have to be able to get all the essentials in there in 15 seconds. So uh, for an indie artist, for an artist entrepreneur who has to, you know, accomplish all of these things uh, to move their careers forward, booking, merchandising, uh, making music, selling music, but they have to do it all on their own, or at least uh, they're managing it on their own. Uh, what are some of the basics of an effective pitch for an, a DIY musician? You already talked about making sure they have, you know, who they sound like. Are there any other basics? Yeah, I can actually walk you through four steps. If Let's you think do really it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, people are resistant to this process, but it really does work for the people who have bothered. Uh, so I did an interesting experiment. I posted on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, I said, you know, are there any musicians in here or bands who have a quick pitch? I'd like to share it on an interview that I'm doing or potentially share it. And that post got shared far and wide by a lot of very interesting, influential people. And here's what I found out. Only one person out of all the people it was shared to, only one person completed the assignment the way I asked them to. And it's pretty simple. So these are the four steps I gave to them to create this pitch. And only one person did it. Um, you know, why? I don't know. This is kind of challenging, but it's not that hard. So step number one is the name of your band. So, so I, hope, I hope most people can, can get that. You're writing this down, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just, here's the name of my band. Okay, boom. Good start. Step, step number two is two or three different bands that you sound like. So a lot of people will have checked out. I don't sound like anyone. That's cool. 
the people who do want to include that, they get a lot more traction because then if you if you sound like Metallica, then you're going to be interested. People who listen to Metallica might be interested and you, and you know who you're marketing to. Dave is nodding. I like Laura. There you go. <laughs> so step number three is where it gets interesting. Step number three is what makes you different from other artists in your genre. So what makes you unique? Well, that's interesting. That's you, you go from what makes you similar yes. to then right to what makes you unique. Hmm. Right. And then step number four, which is the step that most people miss, is how do people hear your music? What's the URL they should go to? Give them one place to go to. Don't give them your Twitter handle and Facebook and a website and CD Baby. That's too many things. What's the one place you'd like them to go to? Keep it very simple. And if you can do that, if you can do it very um, quickly, then you're going to get a lot more attention for your music. And you'll have people retweeting your pitch. You'll have people posting your pitch. Your friends will be able to share what you sound like and, and be useful and help you out. And if you can't do those four things, you're going to struggle. And so the pitch isn't just a verbal pitch. Like it isn't just the, you know, talking to somebody in the elevator. Uh, the pitch can also be done on, you know, social media or, you know, in text. It could be on Instagram. It could be on Facebook. It could be on Twitter. So it, it could be, it could be used on LinkedIn. That's more business, but it could definitely be used there as well. Any place that you need to tell someone about what you do and who you do it for, that's where you use the pitch. Oh, I love it. Um, I, I kind of want to try something here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because, you know, we're not indie artists, but we are indie. And yeah. we are always trying to uh, make our organization stronger by the day. Yes. And so we have a pitch expert here, Dave. Okay. And so I'm wondering, you know, you're, you're, you're the creative guy of the bunch. I'm the boring law guy. You're oh, the, God. You're the, you're the, you know, the, the humor and the creativity. And so... I'm wondering, like, you know, given what she said, wow, like, put me on the spot. I'm thinking, how about we, you know, Dave, can you give us the 15 second pitch for the Break the Business podcast? We can have Laura listen to it and, uh, you know, maybe she can uh, give some tips and make it stronger. Okay. All right. So if somebody asked you to tell us about the, tell them about the podcast. Right, okay. Uh, yeah. How do you pitch them? Go. Okay. So I do a show with this guy, kind of, uh, Ryan. Uh, I can't remember the name of the show. Mm. We're, we're, we're not exactly like morning radio, but not quite afternoon radio, but also evening radio, maybe. Yeah. And you can find me on. Oh, shoot. There, my, I'm on my floor. I'm sorry. Oh, and time's up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. About, I don't know I, about you, Laura. I think he nailed it. Well, <laughs> Crushed it, buddy. Was, I can't do better. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you improve on that like when you've already reached the top of the mountain i don't know where you climb from there laura what how are we what are we thinking you didn't tell us you didn't give us a hook for the show a hook oh okay so, so what and i'll i'll give you another hint which i think is really useful because this is hard okay uh -huh. i wouldn't i wouldn't have a business if this wasn't difficult for a lot of people um one thing to think about is having a pitch for every niche Oh, I like so that. So you can have more than one pitch for, you know, this podcast. You can have more than one pitch for yourself. But what's the hook? What's the thing they're going to learn when they tune into this podcast? What's the most important thing that they can learn? 
Hmm. I feel is it horrible that we honest, we honestly don't have an answer right now? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, because like one week we're giving you some great entertainment law advice, and then the the next week Dave's got a killer fart joke. So we're we're well, no, know. there's not that, but we do teach you how to get into Canada, sort of. Yeah, we did have that episode. Yeah, we're, it's 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 a, we're kind of schizophrenic. We're not sure what we want to be. It's very schizophrenic that way. It's very uh, of the moment. Mm, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> But it's focused on musicians, right? That, yes, yes, of course. Allegedly. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I didn't get that from your pitch. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that came across. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, yes, this is this is for the artists. This is for the independent artists on how best to serve them in getting their career moving forward. Yeah, but we make you laugh, too, because if yes. all we're doing is just giving you advice all day, you get bored. Yeah, and you, you turn know, it off. That's right. You know, pe- people, you know, we, you know, we, uh, we like to, we say we like to put some, uh, some au gratin on the broccoli so that you're willing to eat it. Just, just say cheese. Well, some of us are a little more fancy. Okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. Is yeah. it safe to say that the, the person you really want to reach, they're serious about getting their career their music career to the next level they're not dabblers without a doubt okay so they're motivated to make something happen um i I would say my pet peeve with some musicians is they let themselves off the hook too easily so say well you know musicians are broke that's just how it is we're gonna have to tour for the next five years to make a name for ourselves that's just how it is so I think if you were to challenge that broke musician mentality on this show, I think it would be very powerful. Wow. Actually, no, you know, I, I like that idea because I will say, I feel like we have interviewed a lot of guests that really, I, I wouldn't think, fall into that category. Yeah. We have people who have families even. Yeah. But also, we're not, we've never really gotten the, they're subsisting on cup of noodles. No. Hoping, hoping to buy Top Ramen one day. <laughs> Um, they're working their yeah. way up. Yeah. So it seems like we've, we have talked to people who, you know, are sort of gotten their way going. They're going up and maybe they, they subsidize their income with sort of other pursuits on the side. But yeah, I, I think that's, I like that approach. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like and she, I feel like she knows this podcast soul better than we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier because I'm an outsider. So it's easier for me to sort of look in on it and, and have that takeaway. Oh, that's a good point. Yep. Uh, I also, I want to say there's no shame in being broke. I've been broke. I lived in the East Village. I had an eviction notice on the door. I've been broke. Um, there's no shame in that. Uh, the shame is if you really want to do better, if you want to do this for a living, if you don't want to have a day job, the shame is if, if you don't hustle hard enough to make this your day job. That's where the shame comes in. If you just don't know how to do it, if you don't know how to make money, if you don't know how to get the word out, that's where the shame comes in. If you have to do a day job that you hate and you'd rather be uh, making music for people, then, you know, I think it's good to listen to this podcast and get your hustle on. Make something happen for yourself. I love it. Get your hustle on. (laughs) We might have to steal that. Um, So you, because you are just the the sweetest person, you definitely strike me as somebody who's a friend of the artist. Uh, You've told us that you're actually looking for a musician to be a case study client of yours. You're willing to give them free pitch coaching from you uh, in exchange for just being able to use them as a case study. Uh, So any musicians who are interested in that, how can they get in touch with you? 
they can use the hashtag 15 second pitch. So it's one five S E C O N D pitch, 15 second pitch on Twitter. And I will take a look and, you know, mention, mention this podcast. I will take a look at the pitch and I'll see, you know, I, I don't know exactly. Maybe you guys can help me judge. Um, but I'm I'm looking for somebody with hustle that is willing to take a chance and willing to do some different things. Because I think sometimes people say, well, I tried that one time I tried, I came up with an elevator pitch. It didn't work. Well, you know, how hard did you work on it? How consistent were you? So I'm looking for somebody who's willing um, to take a chance and do this to to get some real success. I love that. I also yeah. like the idea of us being able to judge. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And you and that, uh, you can find uh, Laura out there at, at the pitch girl on Twitter. Oh, there you go. Yep. And so the yeah. hashtag again is 1515 second pitch. Um, and so uh, this has been awesome, and I hope the musicians are going to take advantage of this. Oh, you had a question, Dave? Well, let, let me see now, having absorbed all that information, let me see if I could, right now off the cuff, come up with a 15 second. I, now, oh. I, I know I know, it's, you're supposed to work at it, and it, it's not supposed <laughs> to be a completely improvisational thing, but we'll test to see how well I know this show that you and I, my friend of 20 years, have been working on for like a year and yeah. more and change. So you're going to do this right now. No I'm gonna, practice. I'm going to do this right now and, and throw myself at the mercy of the court. Oh my and, God. Uh, I'm, I'm nervous for you. Oh no. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> am nervous too. too. Like, I, I, even Laura's like, what are you doing? The, the, the Ted striker flop sweat has started <laughs> um, for all you airplane fans out there. <laughs> um, okay. All right. right. Okay. Elevator doors. Ryan, you're, you're coming in. Bing. Okay. Hey, how's it going? Oh, uh, it's going great. Yeah, so listen, uh, but I, I uh, co-host uh, this show. It's called the Break the Business Podcast, all right? So we help out uh, independent artists sort of find their way in the music industry, want to steer clear contracts. We give them a lot of good advice. We've got guests on the show. We're kind of like uh, just a sort of pop culture interview type show. Uh, and you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud at Break the Business. How's that? I, that's, that that's pretty strong to me. I think it's really, really good. Whoa. I want to get rid of the kind of, sort of. Okay, yeah. Uh, other than that, I think it's great. Okay, sweet. All right. And, yeah. and just to be clear, make sure uh, you're, you will be sending an invoice for all this advice to Ryan, correct? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And I th- are, you, are, you, are you unreasonably expensive, like surprisingly expensive? Like, oh, my God, wow, this is really expensive? Uh, do you consider $599 for three one-hour sessions exceedingly expensive? <laughs> We're lawyers. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, for, I was about to say, for a lawyer, that's practically pro bono. But, I, <laughs> but no, but what, I think what Dave's saying is he wants you to send me a bill that's m- in much higher excess of that. And, and, oh, okay. and, and to Ryan, to and, Ryan yeah, Carell. Just to me directly, uh, not to Dave. Yes. Um, well, that's the intro offer. Now that I know you both so well, you'll get the, you'll okay. get the day rate. Yeah. The, the, the friends and family reverse discount. Is this billing humor working for anyone out there, by the way? <laughs> or it's, it's crushing. Yeah. People oh. love good billing jokes. Oh, we got we got CPAs rolling in the aisles right now. <laughs> so you can find out uh, more about Laura by visiting thepitchgirl.com. Laura, it's been a pleasure. Before we let you go, do you have any final tips you want to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? I do. Um, just like we've learned today, a good pitch today is better than the perfect pitch tomorrow because you never know who you might meet. 
Oh my God, that's gorgeous. That's All right. true, yeah. Um, this has been great. Uh, thank you so much yeah, for thank joining you, us. Uh, don't be a stranger. We want to have you on again pitching for us real soon. Thank you so much. This was a blast. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Friend of the show, John Ratzenberger here with Ryan Carella, author of Break the Business, declaring your independence and achieving true success in the music industry, available on Amazon.com. Ryan, tell the folks a little about the book. Well, the book's about empowering Well, artists. that's fascinating, Ryan, but it's only a 15-second commercial. Thanks. Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to the super informative and fun Laura Allen for joining us in the previous segment. You can find out more about her work by visiting 15-secondpitch.com. That's S-E-C-O-N-D, pitch. Uh, follow her on Twitter at The Pitch Girl and visit thepitchgirl.com. And as she said during the previous segment, if you would like a free pitch, uh, free pitching lessons from Laura Allen, uh, tweet at her, hashtag 1515secondsecond. Pitch, uh, hashtag 15 second pitch. Mention the podcast. We should clarify that wasn't just if you want free lessons it, now in perpetuity. She was looking for a particular case study. That's true. Yes. A, we, we don't want to put that out there. On <laughs> free her. lessons for, well, do you think people would honestly think, oh yeah, I'm going to get free, free lessons for life? Yeah, you get free, like, free lesson. If you say it wrong, then yes, they're going to think that. So no, it's just reach out to her and see if you can become uh be her case study and you will get the the free services but if not please also just go check her out and uh, utilize her services because she was really nice really cool really informative and uh yeah we want to help her out yeah i want to have her on again she was really cool and i like you know we have a lot of musicians on and we have a lot of music people on and we should keep doing that but i think it's always good to just sprinkle in a business expert a marketing expert because in the end any mart indie artists indie artists mm mm-hmm. Are entrepreneurs. They're business people. And all the same skills you'd learn in an MBA program in a business school, they're all just as useful for independent musicians as they are for any other kind of business people. So we're going to have more of those folks on in the future. I do also like the indie artists out there that just, you know, are not really, they like writing the public transportation of the city of Atlanta, but, you know, they want to <laughs> do it in their own way. I wasn't sure if you were going to go the Marta there, which, you know, is kind of a deep cut. I thought, I thought you'd do like more of like a, like Indie Mart, like it was some like shopping mall. Oh no no no! I'm Atlanta Public Transportation. Yeah, oh. Marta. Like I only get my stuff from the Indie Mart. Oh yeah, um, it's really good. Although there have been a little more like people around lately. Yeah, and they're starting to do well, and which I don't like. You know, unless a business is right on the cusp of going broke, like I don't like it. Indie Mart. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So there's that. Here, all right. Here's the thing. Um. There's like no pop culture this week. This has been, um, th this was interesting trying to program this. And I yeah. know usually you give it to me. Um, I've been sort of distracted and, uh, <laughs> I, I just, really? I, yeah, you, I, have, you have nothing, not really. There's not much going on. I mean, I, you know, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's Dave. Hey, Metallica. Right guys. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, I can't do it every week. You I know? know, you did sort of Metallica vomit last week. So, you know, you can't really go back to that well for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> there haven't been any really interesting movies out lately that we've seen, you know, Rogue One is still two weeks away and we'll probably talk about that next week and in two weeks. Look, man. Um, I know you do this as a service. You know, we're both just doing this out of the goodness of our hearts to yeah. help artists have some, you know, and we have fun together. And so I, I can't be too hard on you, but there is like a you have one job element 
to what's happening. Okay, well, you, like, you know you, what? You know, you, you bring stuff for this block. Okay, That's what you do. Okay, all right. You know what? Oh, I got it. Let's. Okay, we, we, uh, let's do uh, one of the game shows. Game shows. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. L- right, let's do that let's, one. All right. Let's. All right. You know what? That's. Yeah, let's go through some of the. You know the the, the recurring bits That's that right. we do. Yeah. You know what? Okay. I may have written some stuff down on the phone. I forgot about it. Let's. Oh, let's okay. Check. All right. So let's, here you go through and. All right. Let's, let's try a Dave's as yet untitled game show or before and after game. Now it's time for Dave's as yet untitled game show here on the Break the Business podcast. Here's Dave. Um. Nope. Don't have anything for that. Okay. Um, let, let, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's, let, let's keep going. Big oh, money. Big money. How about uh? Okay. How about uh? Oh, I, I got it. Yeah. Dave, the ultimate arbiter. Ooh. People love it when you settle yes. disputes. Okay. Let me look that up. In these difficult times, one man has the courage to fight for what's right. We are living in a society. Society has rules. He'll make the tough decisions so that we can live in a civilized world and let Dave. Be the ultimate arbiter. If he finds out that you reserved a parking spot by standing in it, you'll suffer his wrath. That's against the rules of the parking lots. All rise for Dave, the ultimate arbiter. At least I'm not a crazy person. Well, I think I'm not a crazy person. You at home might be thinking, God, this guy's a crazy person. I love that imaging. <laughs> um, sorry. Don't have anything for that one either. <laughs> That was a really long buildup for that too. <laughs> but that was entertaining um, in and of itself. All right, um, all right. So you know, maybe okay. Let's go to ones that we've done more recently because those are kind of deep cuts. We haven't done yeah, those in yeah, a while. Yeah. Oh, Canada Dave's got some for us. I'm sure. Let's get Canada Dave in here. Um, Canada Dave's not here, man. All right. Um, okay. um, uh, I know we talked Metallica last week. Boy, this is getting embarrassing. Week, but uh, maybe Dave, Metal Dave, Dave's Metal Minute. Now it's time for Dave's Metal Minute on the Break the Business Podcast. Yeah! Um, I am so sorry, Ryan. Um. This is just not working. We have I, I have nothing. I'm sorry, buddy. All right. So boy. Is there anything bad. else on that board there? Um Okay, we have one more thing here. Yeah, I see something that's kinda like lighting up. Yeah. Um it says all right. Um I think it's like in case of emergency. Yeah. All right. Let's see okay, what, what is this, this is. What? And now because no news is happening, here's Ryan's stupid Twitter game. Right? Oh. Uh-oh. Oh man, uh okay. Um I do have my stupid Twitter game. Yeah, you uh, do. And there is nothing happening this week. What? Why are you making that face? You stepped on the ending of the thing. You're right. You, because, you know what? But we're not going to edit this out. Just play the thing again because this is where this is going. Fine. And now because no news is happening, here's Ryan's stupid Twitter game, right? You loved that one because of the ending of it, though, right? That is funny. And then you completely just stepped on I it. I forgot it was there. I'm sorry. You're right. That's the best part of it. Okay, so we do have the stupid Twitter game. So, Ryan, what is this? Twi- is this uh, this is that game you invented many moons ago back on a previous show, yeah, right? Yeah, I think we've done this on the show before where yeah. you get a group of three celebrities and you have to order them in terms of least Twitter followers to most Twitter followers. Okay, all right. Um, and we do that in situations like this where literally nothing in pop culture is happening. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, here we go. All okay. Right, so all right. Let, let, let's go. Let's go. All right. So first one, the world of Star Wars. Oh, okay. All right. All so right, all right. Um, in alphabetical order, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Daisy Ridley. Ooh. I actually follow Mark Hamill, so it's definitely at least one. So okay. All right. One. Carrie Fisher, I don't know. And Daisy Ridley, I literally have no clue. And these are all verified Twitter accounts. Okay, I had I, I literally, Ryan, literally, bro, I have no, like, comparison point. Okay, so let's see here. She's young. You know. Okay, so we're going from least to most. That's right. All right, Fisher, Hamill, Ridley. So you think Ridley's got the most, Fisher's got the least. Yes. Um, You got it completely wrong. Okay, is it Di- Mayhew... Uh, Ford That's Daniels. Right. Actually, uh, I actually looked this up. Harrison Ford, no Twitter account. Yeah, Daisy Ridley has the fewest. Okay. A mere 75.2 thousand Twitter followers, followed by Carrie Fisher with 1.8 million followers, and then Mark Hamill, yeah. 1.28 million. I should have given Mark more. I, I, I was thinking like Daisy Young, That's, young people. Yeah, uh, That's what I was going but completely. All right. Legitimate, I think, but I think no. she's got better things to do, probably. Yeah. All right. So next one. All right. Now we're going from Star Wars to Star Trek. Okay. Again, alphabetical order. William Shatner, uh, Captain Kirk. Some people don't know. Well, then screw them. Oh, yeah, that's accommodating. Way to, way to be inclusive, Dave. Way to way to have a big tent for the podcast. Here's my 15-second pitch if you don't know who Captain Kirk is. I don't want you listening. Now for 13 seconds, I'm going to kick you in the butt. I was about to say plus 13 seconds. <laughs> William Shatner, Patrick Stewart, Captain Picard. Yeah. Uh, oh, you bastard. And... Will Wheaton, Wesley Crusher. Okay. So I thought we were going to go Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew. Uh, Gates McFadden. No. Uh, William Shatner, Patrick Stewart, Will Wheaton. Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart, Shatner, Wheaton. That's correct. That's. Did you... You're looking for a correct show sound and didn't have one? Uh, what was Okay, do you really want to know what happened? I was looking for the applause, but I don't have the applause because right now all of the... Uh, they're they're s- taking up. Yeah, all the all the show segments have taken up all the slots. Okay, so oh, I got that. Yes, you did. Right. That, that was a pretty challenging one because you know, most people wouldn't think that Shatner would have more than Stewart. But... Well, I, I, like I said, I follow Wheaton. I, follow, I do follow uh, Patrick Stewart, yeah. but he doesn't do much. Well, I mean, Patrick Stewart, uh, Shatner has... Um, you know, 2.39 million Patrick Stewart has 2.32 so it's really close okay alright Save by the Bell oh god uh, how well do you know this? Like, do you know the Save by the Bell crew you're probably gonna get okay if I had to guess the three you're gonna give me it's gonna be Mario Lopez John Paul Gosler no Ma- Mark Paul Gosler John Paul Gosler okay. <laughs> alright Mark, Mark Mark Paul Paul Mark Gosler John Paul the second Pope John Paul Innocent the Innocent the 13th Urban the um <laughs> No, okay. This is an interesting game in itself. Can you guess the three names that are going to be coming Mario up? Lopez. Okay. Suits. No, he's not in Suits. It's uh, Franklin and Bash. Yes. Is Franklin <laughs> and Bash still in the air anymore? I don't know. Uh, you're, you're thinking of Mark Paul Gossler. Mark Paul Gossler. Did yes. I say that already? Oh, and that and about 17 other names. You were calling him a pope at some point. <laughs> yeah, all right. And uh, the third one. Zach. Um, let's just hit Zach. And then the third one would probably be who's got, still got juice from that show? Maybe with, well, Dustin Diamond, maybe? Um, that was the one I wanted to use, but he's not on Twitter. I think he's, he's in jail still. <laughs> they don't let you uh, tweet from. Is he in jail? I don't know. Or is, or is it going to be um, uh, 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 Thiessen? That's right. Okay. All right. So Mark Paul Gossler, Mario Lopez, Tiffany Thiessen. I don't think she's Tiffany Amber Thiessen okay, anymore. I think yeah. she dropped the Amber. So I'm going to go uh, 
Thiessen, Gosler, Lopez. Ooh, just missed it. Gosler is the lowest. Okay. Followed uh, with 177,000, followed by Thiessen, 361,000. And then and Mario Access, Lopez. Access, oh, yeah, Access Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the easy one. Because, yeah, yeah he's, he's, actually, he's actually still, like, working. Ow. I mean... I mean, I guess the other two are doing stuff, but no. well, I said Mark Paul uh, Gosler. Wait, didn't Mark? No, Mark Paul Gosler's on a show now. Yeah, he's on a Fox show. Yeah, it's not Franklin and Bash though. No, he's on the one. Uh, I oh my god, I just realized the show he's on is the Fox show Pitch. What's that about? The the lady baseball player. Oh yeah, I haven't watched it. I heard it's really good. Oh, but I mean, but you're right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Laura, Laura Allen and, and, and there you yeah. Go. All right. Here you go. This one, you're going to... All right, so you're one for three. Okay. Not too bad. But uh, this one, you might be able to turn it around on because I feel like this is something you might be very familiar with. In alphabetical order, Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer. Megadeth, Slayer, Metallica. Oh, man. You got Metallica right. They have the most. Flip Slayer and Megadeth. That's right. Uh, Megadeth has 1.26 million. Slayer, 811,000. Interesting. Yeah, no, I was surprised by that too. Huh. All right. So, um, let's see if you can turn it around here. All right. Uh, Disney voices for the most, the three most recent Disney films. Does that make sense? So, is that going to be like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, John Ratzenberger, and um, I don't know who the kid is in John Moana? John Ratzenberger. Um, it's Dwayne Johnson, who was in Moana. Have mm-hmm. you seen that yet? No. I want to see that. It's supposed to be good. Um, but no, put in alphabetical order. Albert Brooks, Finding Emo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dwayne Johnson from uh-huh. Moana. And Idina Menzel from Frozen. Do you mean Adele Dazeem? Adele Dazeem, yes. Okay. There <laughs> is probably an Adele Dazeem Twitter account. Oh, for sure. It's okay. got uh, you know, a funny-looking, you know, funny-faced uh, John Travolta on there. Yeah, trying to steal her face. Yeah. Um, like wow. in Face Off. He's yeah. just trying to face steal people's face off. 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 His face off. Yeah. No more drugs for that man. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a good, good, it's a good movie. I'm going to go watch that. Yeah. Face John Woo. Doves. John Woo. Yeah, that's John Woo. Really? There was Doves. <laughs> what other movie has Doves? Remember the scene in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York with the turtle Doves? That was a guest, that was guest directed by John Woo. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think you can. But I was about to be like, wait, that, John Woo directed? No, those are true Woos. It rhymes. There's nothing else going on. I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> The Rock, uh, Wicked, and... Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks. <laughs> okay. Um, ooh, damn. Albert Brooks. Do you tweet? Uh, oh, I assume it because you're asking me. Yes, they all. these are all verified Twitter accounts. Well, we, we, we know that The Rock has the most. That's obvious. Now it's just... I'm, I'm just going to flip a coin. All right. Uh, Brooks, Menzel, Dwan- Johnson. Ah, oh, so close. Flipped it. Ah, uh. Adina Menzel, seven hundred two thousand. Albert Brooks, a cool million. Okay. And Dwayne Johnson, a mere ten point six million. Yeah. I was gonna put uh, Ellen DeGeneres in there instead of Albert Brooks, but I figured that'd be too easy because she's one of the most followed people on Twitter. It's like sixty million followers or something like that. Huh. All right, let's see if you can close strong here. Okay. All right. All right. See that feeling, by the way, that you're going through right now, where you're like, "Oh God, I can't do anything right. Uh, these game shows are so hard." Yeah, this is what I feel. All oh. the time when with your damn game shows. Oh no 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 no! But you misunderstand. I don't care. I don't. I don't need this. You need it. I do actually. Yeah. I. I. So. I really do. I actually. I'm. I'm fine after this. All right. Uh, superheroes. Okay. 
Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I legitimately thought you were going to say Batman. Yes, no, 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 no. Batman. The verified Batman. Yeah, you're going to say Batman, Spider-Man, and uh, Superman. Superman. Yes. Um, Robert Downey Jr., uh-huh. Chris Evans, Tom Hiddleston. Okay. I should. I guess he's not technically a superhero. That's fair. Oh, you're right. Yeah, bro. Loki's not a hero, okay? He's a bad guy, all right? Although maybe it's like in a Gollum-esque way, we don't fully understand the part he's going to play in all this. Because we kind of, every once in a while, see glimpses of... Is my mic on? (laughs) (laughs) You know what happens to me with uh, Tom Hiddleston's name? I always invert the first two... the, 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 The first vowel in each of his first and last names... So at any given time, I've called him any variety Tim of Huddleston? Tim Huddleston, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, that's the right one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Tim Hiddleston, Tom Huddleston. I, I can never get his name right, but it's Tom Hiddleston. Just don't call him late to dinner. Ah. I, I, I honestly don't know, though. I've never had a meal with him and probably never will. I hate it when there's no pop culture. I Yeah. All right. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Tom Hiddleston. Okay, um, we're going to do Evans Hiddleston Jr. Damn it. Why do you always mix the first two up? Tom Hiddleston, the lowest. 3.18 million followed by Chris Evans, 4.66 million. Robert Downey Jr., 7.67. Why do you know if Chris Evans tweets? He doesn't seem like a tweeter. Well, no, and Tom, wasn't Tom Hiddleston, he had like the Taylor Swift connection. you think that would have boosted him up a little bit. Oh, with the Swifties? But then it ended those. I think the Swifties would then fall back. Oh, you don't think they would stay following him just to kind of like, you know, poke at him more i don't know because i think once taylor decides to be done with someone they're done a song about you and yeah the song's written about you we're not following you anymore basically i mean if she ever says i'm done with water i mean wow look out our thanks to laura allen my thanks to you we probably should wrap this up for for, yeah for my thanks to you for bringing the pop culture this week this is funny (laughs) i think we we rarely have a show where we say the inner the the guest really is the star of it she crushed it nor this is like the first one I say, honestly, skip to the 20 minute mark. And then after it's done, stop listening. Just go right to Laura Allen. Yes. This is, I think like the first one we've had, I have that advice. That'd be my pitch. Don't listen to us. Listen to her. And on that note, <laughs> thank you all for listening to the break the business podcast. See you next week. Bye. Bye.